Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Ah, the great one. Dick Girardi, who, after the first basket last night, properly declared the game over. Sir, welcome. Great to have you with us. Steve, and on this day in 2022, I'm talking to you. (laughs) And that, to me, is historic. (laughs) (laughs) Dick, there's a certain way Penn State has to play to win. What have we seen in the last nine days as to how they've gone about their business? Uh, they've been terrific, Steve. I think exceeded all expectations uh, of mine and yours. Uh, and that's a credit to the players and the coaching staff because, look, they came out of this 22-day break with the same players, but they're a different team. Uh, now they've been able to incorporate a couple of players that obviously weren't playing prior to the break or played what Quigley played part of one game at Michigan State. Uh but everybody's gotten better. Uh, the way they play has been better. The confidence level, they're in incredible shape, physical shape, obviously, which was a concern when they had practice for a couple of weeks. But they look great. Uh, they are now a factor uh, in the Big Ten. And yeah, any game they play, and I think any coach that's watched them or played against them here over the last nine days would say, hey, they are a team to be seriously considered uh, when you're playing against him. Let's talk about Seth Lundy for a moment. Uh, you saw Seth when he was at Roman. Uh, he comes in here, considered to be the heir apparent to Lamar Stevens. But you and I, at least I did, I thought offensive player. And he certainly is a player that can play some beautiful offense with a great shot. What does it take for a guy when he gets to be a junior where he becomes the defender he's become? Yeah, it's interesting, Steve. It's, it's different um, because of the position they play. Um, but Lamar became a phenomenal defender uh, later in his career at Penn State. That's why he's and in the. That's why he's in the league. One hundred percent. Why he's in the NBA. I kept telling people, I said, it doesn't matter that he doesn't make three point shots. He can, he'll be able to guard in the league. And now he's actually starting for the Cavaliers. Um, but you know, Seth is playing perimeter players. Uh, last night he had to play Ron Harper Jr. And did a phenomenal job. And that's a credit to Seth, it's a credit to the coaching staff, uh, that he's been able to take on that role of guarding the other team's best scorer, be he a, a four-man, a three-man, a, a wing player, whatever it might be. He's willing and able, more importantly, to defend that player and give maximum effort. And well, Ron Harper Jr. is one of the best players in the league, and, and Seth made it hard for him last night. Very hard. And then the other guy that made it difficult for Baker – Last night was Jalen Pickett. So Jalen Pickett got off to a slow start. Once he hit his stride, what have you and I seen from him that that they probably saw at Siena over and over again? Yeah, he's just got a tremendous understanding of the angles and the geometry of basketball on offense. And on defense, he's a beautiful position defender. He just never gets himself off balance. Uh, he's always in the right place. And I, and look, I think I've said on the broadcast, he's the most indispensable player on the team right now. Uh, he has to be on the court as much as possible. And obviously the coach knows that too, because he's playing more minutes than anybody. Um, but yeah, he just, it's, it, it's funny, Steve, because the first couple of games we're thinking, Oh, wait a second, you know, what's this going, what's going on? But it was, it was just 
he hadn't played uh, at that level of the sport. He hadn't played with these players. He didn't play a whole lot of games last year because Sienna didn't get a chance to play a lot because of the the COVID. Um, So like a lot of people, like like anybody, took him a little time. But the Cornell game was kind of the turning point, the second half. And he was great in Florida. You didn't get a chance to see him down there. But and then, you know, ever since then, he's been, as you know, like the two team, the team's two most consistent players in this time period have been John Arrow, has been consistent from the opening tap, yeah. and and uh, and Jalen. Uh, he's been really, really good. And on nights like last night, when he does what he's been doing in every game, and Sam Sessoms, who does it most games, uh, it was so good last night. They're they're not going to beat. They're going to beat a lot of teams in this league with with that with that combination. Right, and uh, Pickett, by the way, is 29th in the nation in percentage of minutes played for his team. I mean, they, you know, he's 29th. I mean, out of the out of thousands that are out there, I mean, right? The, and what, yeah, one of the interesting things about that, and percentage is the great number because total sometimes is not relevant because some teams have played more games than others and overtimes and everything else. But the good news is for Jalen over the long run. Because they're playing a slower-paced game, he's not. It's not like eighty possessions. This isn't like a football team that's trying to run off ninety-five plays. Right. They're trying to do the opposite. Uh, and it'd be interesting to see if Micah wants to adjust that at all now that he has more players. Does he want to play faster? I suspect not, because this is working pretty well. Uh, but it is interesting. I think they can start playing a little faster if they want to. I'm just not sure they want to. So Sam Sessoms played significant minutes last night with Jalen Pickett. This is something you and I talked about before the game anyway, before he even got to the pregame show we talked about it. In watching them play together last night, why did it work? Yeah, I think uh, they both kind of gave each other their space on the court Yep. Uh, to initiate offense. Um when one got cut off, they would uh, flip it back to the other and then initiate offense from there. And, of course, Jalen has become the maestro of the shot clock shot. It's it's amazing how many he's made. Um, and just even getting a shot off in a late shot clock is difficult. Making them as often as he does is phenomenal. And Sam's the whole key for Sam, and, and, and Micah said it after the game, I think uh, – Look, the seven minutes he played Saturday, I think the coach was saying, hey, Sam, we need more. And some players would would pout and whine about that. Other players would go, okay, I get it. So what he wanted what he wanted from him was to be more aggressive. They need Sam Sessoms for this team to be successful. Sam needs to score. He needs to be a 14 to 18-point scorer. Um, and for him to do that, he needs to be super aggressive with the ball, looking for his shot, finding ways to get other people out. You know, last night he takes 10, ten shots, makes seven, has six assists. He was great. I mean, he was phenomenal last night. So, yeah, I think they both just give each other their space. They're not they're not players that are going to screen and roll for each other. Uh, that's not really how that's going to work. Um, stay out of their stay out of the way of each other at times. Get good spacing. But either one of them can initiate offense and from literally anywhere on the court. Greg Lee is now in the lineup, and and he is uh, looks like 
whatever he had before, which you and I, you know, we know what the injury was before. He, that's gone. Yep. That that's in the yep. rear rearview mirror. So, what kind of difference is he making? Not just for the team, but what's he is he making a difference for John Hera? Yeah, I mean, I think all, all of the above, Steve. I think he and we haven't seen his offense yet because he just hasn't gotten all that there. But I know it's there. I've talked to enough people who've seen him play, and obviously talked to the coaches, and you've seen him in practice. You can see that there's something there. It's more just getting more time on the court. Yeah. Uh, but he's, he's a he's a Big Ten caliber athlete. Uh, he proved that last night with the 12 rebounds. Uh, there was one play they ran for him in the second half where they just low-posted him. He took his time, got a great shot at a point where Penn State kind of needed a basket. So, yeah, I, I think now that all of the players that the coaching staff had planned on in November – are now available as we hit mid-January uh, with 15 uh, or 14 Big Ten games to go. I think they're in a great position. Um, I, I'd like the fact that when they've gotten the lead against Indiana and then against Rutgers, they held it or increased it. And then in the two other recent Big Ten games, when they looked like they were in trouble – they weren't. <laughs> right. They found a way to play better uh, the last 10 minutes of, of the Purdue game in at Northwestern. So, yeah, I, I think the confidence level is increasing as it should. Uh, the coaching has been uh, just spot on. Uh, I, I think it's fun to watch a different way of playing defense. There's so many different ways to play the sport. Yep. Uh, but Coach Shrews is a – is a Brad Stevens disciple. I mean, they coached together. He was on the bench at a couple national championship games. So uh, they've been together in some really, really big spots. And I think all of that is showing in the in-game stuff, in the in the pregame stuff. And I think probably more than anything, Steve, the preparation of this team is, is really, really good because yeah. they're taking teams that have been doing things well, and in the games they're playing Penn State, they're not doing things so well. Exactly. Uh, exactly. You know, it was how do I maximize what I do? How do I then cut into what you do? And they've been doing it. Um, yeah. I mean, it, I mean, think about the last two games specifically. I mean, Jaden Ivey's a probably a lottery pick, and, and Seth did a phenomenal job on him. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just Seth. Obviously, you need you need help with a player of that caliber. And then last night with Ron Harper, and it wasn't just that, but it was all of them. I mean, there are certain guys for these teams that do certain things. And in the end, they got beat really Purdue. I mean, Trevion Williams, I mean, he's going to score on anybody. There's, there's, no, there's no particular insight you can give people. The guy's just so good. Yeah. But they made a decision on, on one player, Mason Gillis, who had, who had the game of his life. Yeah. They just said, all right, if he's going to beat us, he's going to beat us. Why you beat him? That's okay. That's you're playing the percentages, and that they that they literally what did he miss one shot? One shot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he he was unreal. But that's looking basketball. Some in the life and everything else, you make choices. Right. Yeah. And, and some you just try to. It's all about playing the percentages, playing the odds, and and giving yourself a, a chance to win. And they've had a chance to win four straight. They've won three of them, and and nearly won all four. Uh, Indiana is the last undefeated team in 1976. That is now safe and in place after what happened yesterday. Stanford beat USC by 6, 75-69 last night. Then you and I watched the yep. end of the Texas Tech-Baylor game last night. Is there is there a greater balance? I mean, I know Baylor's terrific. I mean, they, mm-hmm. you know, but is there a greater balance in college basketball right now? 
Well, you know, I thought last year, I thought Baylor and Gonzaga were so much better than everybody else. It wasn't even close. Right. Uh, I think it's closer this year. I don't think Gonzaga's anywhere near as good as they were last year. Um, uh, people are you know, telling me whether well, they're just as good. They're not. Uh, they lost, you know, they lost Suggs. They lost, it was the shooter. Uh, I think he's with the Washington now. That kid, that kid never missed. Uh, a couple other guys on that team that are gone. They're they're not they're not as good. How could they be? I mean, they were they were they thirty one and zero last year. Yeah. I mean, how much better can you be than thirty one and zero when you crush everybody? Right. So yeah, I don't think we have one of those teams. Um, I did think Baylor is the best team I've seen. Uh, we didn't see all of the game last night. Uh, they were way ahead, gave up the lead, then made a comeback and had. Had your typical dreadful last second possession, right? Yeah, which college basketball teams seem to have more than than in any other sport. I know. My particular favorite thing in college basketball is the the tie game, uh, or you're down by one and it's late and you shoot a three. I mean, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay to get fouled and win by one. It's just as the same as winning by three, right? Uh, but let's shoot it, everybody. I, it's, I think it's. Steve, I think it's the hero concept. Everybody wants the three in the air at the buzzer. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's okay to get fouled, but they have a second left. And you make the free throw, you win. You still win. Right. Yeah, they all want that Miles Dread VCU moment. <laughs> yeah, they all want to be Chris Jenkins. I get it. <laughs> Chris Jenkins. Yeah, Arch, I, I, I flip it that. back. Flip it back, yeah, but Arch. That, but that was, that was the only shot available. <laughs> <laughs> was that, that was the best shot. It's yeah, they, they, they forgot forgot about the guy who threw the ball at them. Uh, let's <laughs> again. see again. Uh, <laughs> there's just some concept. I, I don't know. Have you heard of this theory? Time and score. Have you heard? Yeah, that? It's, 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 it is. <laughs> but it's become the dribble. Everybody wants to bounce it. If you're bouncing it and there's three guys guarding you, that means. There's four of you and just two of them. That's right. <laughs> so one of you, meaning guys on your team, is open, probably standing under the net. Give the ball. Give the ball. <laughs> <laughs> A segment on the show that only we can do. Yes, indeed. On this date in sports history. <laughs> no one will forget this date. That's for sure. <laughs> Sir, I will see you tomorrow. Very good. All right, Steve. All right, All right. Bye. Bye.